What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network and the only gaming podcast that will pull all of its funding unless everyone shows up in person fully for podcasts this September. It is our host, Kevin, and with me is Mr. Lucas Rowe. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Eh, I'm surviving. I won't, I won't get into it again. Yeah, we talked about it off there. We did. We did. Um... Jason is not here. We were hoping he'd be able to make it, but he's got some tummy troubles and we don't want it gurgling during the podcast. That wouldn't be fun for anybody, especially Jason. So true. we it's wish true. him we wish him well and we'll we'll get him on as soon as he's he's feeling a little bit better. Question. Do you think Answer. anyone has ever had to stop podcasting so that they could go to the bathroom before they did so? where they were sitting oh i guarantee it do you leave it in the podcast edit or i guess it depends on if you're the one editing it or not right well so i mean if you're running to another room leaving it in is just silence which we've we've done here on this show inadvertently where i forgot to take it out one time when you had to to go away (laughs) Um, so that wouldn't be fun however i know like in your case your bathroom is like right next to you yeah but i don't do that in that one let's see if you did and you left the door open and we could hear it i would 100 leave it in (laughs) <laughs> but there was number one or number two just the sound effect alone would make it worthwhile to be like you're just like kevin i gotta go and i'm like okay and i just let it go and you hear Zzz. that'd be amazing yeah. i'd be worried about what else my microphone was picking up outside well, that's true i mean i guess we'll never know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a slow yeah. top everybody um yeah so the the intro joke it, it you know, I'm sure you've seen. Well, maybe not because I try and avoid the news. But this one came up that, that Trump is trying to tell people that all the schools need to reopen fully in the fall. Otherwise, he's, he's threatening to cut funding. Yeah, I've heard uh, a little bit about this. It's crazy. But he has no plan on how the schools are supposed to open. He's just like, no, you open and you guys figure it out. But if you don't open, I'm going to threaten to cut your funding. I'm like, how is that even a thing? I it, it seems very irresponsible. I mean, it's not the first thing, but. Right. It just seems, yeah, I don't under, I mean, nobody really knows what to do in this situation, right? It's not like there's a gigantic black binder that says in case of COVID. Why does it got to be black? Well, you got me there. I guess it could be white. (laughs) Red? Shouldn't it be red or yellow? Those are like emergency and. That's true. Yeah. It should be red, like the red button. I just figure because it's the government and, and everything has to be, you know. That's the same. true. I'm <laughs> being super careful. No, I put you in a spot here. You, you know who? You know who does have all the answers that could solve this? Oh, who? Tell me, please. Kanye, right? I mean, he's <laughs> apparently he's our next candidate. I mean, it seems like us as a people will believe anything. So sure, why not? We're we're going with the try anything shotgun, throw it and get against the wall and see what sticks method. Just you and know. well, the, the the thing is, it's not the craziest idea because we've already nominated a, a celebrity to be president with no experience either. So is true. Is Kanye even worse? I don't even know. Like it's a scary thing where I'm like, absolutely not. But in my head, like if you think it out, like could it actually be worse? I don't we, know. We're ruining the scale here because before we had people who were actually like groomed into the position and yes. like they made sense. But now it's just like anybody can be president. It's like what they tell you in school elementary school when they're like you could even grow up to be the president well now that's true right whereas before it was just something they told us to make us feel better so the scale is all thrown to whack and now we we have no frame of reference whatsoever i think they probably it's all these uh celebrities who went into uh to be governors and actually did well like uh, arnold schwarzenegger and jesse the the Mm. body ventura (laughs) and uh they did decently and so they were like why not the presidency Let's keep it, you know, keep going. See where we can where we can go with this thing. And it's like, no, you should have stopped it, Governor. Yeah, or just had a better person really try. That's either one of those, right? <laughs> I mean, if it was one of those celebrities that did well as governor and then tried to run for president, I, I could be better about this than Trump. But you know, I think we need to put must have job experience on the the presidency, like 
You'd think you'd be there. Job really, posting. But yeah, apparently you just need a lot of signatures. And money. Right. I mean, like, it's really just signatures. Like, you could just sit there with a notebook and just you sign 300 different ways. Like, I don't I don't understand how that's that's a way of doing it. You just have to get signatures to get on the ballot. Okay. Why do we even sign anymore at all? Sure. Like, I mean, why can't the voting process have grown up with technology? Now you have to submit like, because Russians. Bl- like blood or something. Exactly. Then they can't uh, rock the vote, as it were. Hey, we're, we're getting too political here because this is not a political podcast. This, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, is a video game podcast sometimes. So we should probably talk about that. Let's talk let's about let's talk about what we've been playing, uh, which I cannot still. Uh, I apologize. Everyone, I think last week I even said I'll talk more about it this week. Uh, I had my embargo dates uh, kind of mixed up because they gave them to me in uh, Berlin time and Sydney, Australia time. And I actually won't be able to discuss this game until after this podcast releases. So all I can say is all I've been playing still is Ghost of Sushi. Um, it is still very good and I encourage you to read my full review tomorrow after you listen to this to get all of the awesome details well if it doesn't release until after the embargo is up would you still get in trouble I'd have to hold the podcast to be out late that's what I mean like uh, this drops on Monday the embargo lifts on Tuesday uh, so if, if it was like 8am on Monday I just wouldn't release the podcast at 6am I just push it till 8 and we'd be fine yeah. but it would be out a whole day earlier and I just don't want gotcha. to get anybody in trouble especially games review or us and get banned from doing these things because it's it's been cool so uh, yeah it that's all I can really say. I've sunk a lot of time into this game. Um, you know, I'm playing it every morning. I'm playing it every every night when I'm not podcasting. And uh, since I'm working from home, I've kind of just adapted to uh, taking my breaks, just playing more games during my lunch break. So it's, <laughs> it works out. I mean, my, my console now is just hooked up to my computer monitor. So all I do is I just change the input on my monitor. Mm-hmm. From, oh, from nice. My, and I just like I click one button and I still sit right here. And I got my controller right next to me and I'm. I'm just playing on my computer screen, so uh, which looks better than my TV most of the time, and I'm sitting closer to it. So, uh, yeah, it makes it super easy for now, better or worse. Now, do you find the game, if you can answer this, to be mm-hmm. scary? Because I mean, no, not at the, all. The ghosts. No, I, I, I can, I should be able to say this the go, because they've talked about this. The ghost meaning stealth, and because the the game allows you to go in like full samurai, like sword to sword go face to face or there's options to kind of sneak around like an assassin mm. um and the storyline and the story the stories in the trailer stuff like this so this isn't any anything spoiler that you wouldn't have seen um you're part of a samurai clan obviously and you're stopping the mongols from invading uh tsushima and they kill everybody except for you so that's also a reason why you picked up the nickname as ghost, ghost. tsushima because you're the last yeah, one yeah. they all thought were dead was dead so um that's twofold but like even in the gameplay mechanics they talk about the assassin moves and kind of the, the sneaky stuff to be ghost maneuvers like they actually that's the branding inside the game and everything so nice. um, that's why it's that there's there's been nothing scary at all um just a lot of blood a lot of blood it's not it's, mean- not it's not gory like, so you don't see chunks and you don't see like, I mean, you're using swords, so it makes perfect sense. Um, but you don't like, see, like carving into anybody. It's just, there's blood every like cutscenes afterwards. Like your character is soaked in the blood spot uh, of your battle. And like the, the ground gets soaked with blood. Like it's, it's like Tarantino made this game. I think I remember one of the Tenchu stealth assassins games where you would, it would, somebody would get sliced with a sword and there would just be like fountains of yeah. blood that came out. And it was, yeah, it's not, the top. It's not fountain-esque, but every time you... And once again, it's, it's probably realistic. Every time you connect with your sword into mm-hmm. somebody, there's going to be blood coming out. There will and be blood. When you're, there will be blood. And when you're fighting you know, 10, 10 people in, in a single frame, there's just a lot of blood. But it's cool how it, it stays on your character. It stays on the blade during the cutscenes, and then eventually you can get it cleaned up. But like it, it transitions from the actual gameplay to the cutscenes appropriately. It's those little uh, things that that add up all the little tiny attentions to detail like that, that make worlds believable. You know, it's not the the huge overarching things. It's just all these little things that add up. Yeah. And if you use like the assassin skills, you're not going like sword to sword combat. Like you will still stab them to, to kill them. Like with your, I forget what they call the smaller sword that the samurai carries. You know, you like your big samurai sword and they carry that smaller uh, one as well. Uh, yes, it starts with a T. I, I believe. Can't it, I believe. It, is it Tenchu? No, it can't be. No, it's something like that. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, so if you use those, blood still comes out of the character, but you don't necessarily get it on use. The blood splatter is greatly reduced if you do a bunch of stealth stuff, and that does carry over to the cutscenes as well. So it's Wakizashi. pretty. Wakizashi. Wakizashi. Is that it? I don't feel like it is. That seems way too big. Uh, samurai weapon. <laughs> 
podcasting. Well, that's all I can really say about it anyway. So I'll look that up if you want to talk about what you've been. Daito. Tanto. Ah, yes. Interestingly, not at all in this list of, man, Wikipedia let me down. Oh, see, I just Googled samurai weapons and the first thing came up like swords and it gave all the different names for Kodachi, yeah. Katana, and then knives and daggers was the second thing. And I'm pretty sure it's Tanto is, is one of the words that's so in there. Kanai. Tanto. Kunai is a throwing knife, I believe. Yeah, right? I think so. Do you have any of those? Can't you? Actually, you do. Nice. I don't know if I, if I could say it, but that is something. You have like smoke bombs. You have um, those kunais, and they call them kunais. I remember that. Now that you say it, like, oh, that's that's why that sounds familiar, um, because you do have those. That's like the thing that Scorpion throws, but without the rope, right? Yeah, basically. Like, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, you have those. Cool. No, no sh- like ninja stars or anything like that. Cause you're not a ninja, but that's good. That's it's accurate. Into the, uh... It's very historically accurate. I will say that. Nice. Uh, well, I guess I'll talk about a game I won't get in trouble for talking about. Yeah. It is Spider-Man. Uh, whew. I rushed to the finish line, folks, <laughs> because they PS Now pulled the game off uh, of the service on July 7th. And I basically sat down the last three days. It got to the point where I, I said to my wife, I'm, my wife, I, I said, I'm going to have to go downstairs during the day and at least play like one hour of this or something, which it worked out because she's been working out again. And uh, so I would just go down there with the boy and and play. Now, when he came down with me, I had to be very specific about the things I did. I tried to avoid story missions and just did like collectibles and tried to do the grinding to not that it requires grinding, but at least do some things to to make my journey a little bit easier. Uh, So the night of July 6th, I didn't think I actually messaged you and I said, I don't think I'm going to make this. I'm it's 10, 10, 15. I've got like five more missions to go. Now, now, hold on. We need we need to pause here because you also told me you were doing something that I said last week explicitly for you not to do, waste your time on. So let's let's tell the audience that. Uh, the Taskmaster stuff. I, yes. <laughs> I didn't actually, I only did a couple and that yeah. was just because I wanted the um, rewards. But I said to you, I was like, these are ridiculous. I don't understand yep. how you're supposed to even get uh, like first place in the score, let alone the third place that I got because yeah, the difficulty is like super, like the game isn't a hard game overall, but those are like, like it, the curve is insane. Yeah. I mean, like the first medal that you get for uh, beating it is a typical score. And then the next two look like they are joke scores that there's no yep. way you could possibly even get. Yep. It, it was crazy. And the the first one I did was, I, and, well, most of them are the, the bomb things. I don't know if there's any other ones, but you have to like race to disarm the bombs and throw them up there and shoot them with uh, spider webs. So I did that a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, this is too difficult. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to waste my time on this. So I didn't do too much of it, but I did try it just for, for the lulls, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so five missions to go. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Uh, cause at this point in the story, fast travel gets, uh, kind of removed for a little yep. while. And, uh, sometimes you have to wait around to see what your next move is going to be. And I was just like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And so I, I just kept playing it. I, I debated whether or not to stop. And I said, you know what? I should just keep playing see how far I can get. So it was about 11 o'clock. And at that point I only had like two or three missions to go. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to play it. I'm already this far. I might as well just do it because I had no idea what time they were actually going to take the game off the service. There's nothing that says like at this time it will be no longer, uh, you will no longer be able to, to play it. So I ended up beating the game and I'm watching the very last cutscene, and it's about 1230 at night. And I get a message that in five minutes, my session will be closed. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch everything that was going on. And I didn't even know if there was anything else after that. I'm sure the world opens up and you can finish the rest of what you were doing or whatever. Um, So I'm sitting here watching the last cutscene, you know, and it's it's getting all emotional and and everything. And there are super amazing performances, by the way, Mm -hmm. from just about everybody. But whoever played Spider-Man did a really, really good job. and whoever played some of the bad guys did really well as well. Um, just really great talent all around. And uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to finish this. And sure enough, it, it stopped right in the the middle of the the last portion of the ending cinematic. Right in the feels. Right in the feels. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's a good way to just kind of ruin the moment. So <laughs> yeah, sure enough, it booted me off. And I, I ended up having to watch the rest of the end ending uh, the next day. I just YouTubed it and... Uh, 
which I'm glad I did because there's a lot revealed there. Oh, yeah. And I was texting you. I'm like, what? This happened? Oh, my gosh. Ah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm glad I did. But, yeah, it's really unfortunate that I couldn't play more of this game because it was getting its hooks into me. Yeah, it, it really did. About halfway through the game, I was getting addicted to just kind of going around and doing different uh objectives and activities and everything and the story was amazing and i really enjoyed it and uh yeah i hope it kind of makes its way back onto the service so that i can try out the dlc that was on there and yeah. uh, some of the other stuff maybe hundo p the game i could have easily done that given enough time i would have probably done most of everything except the taskmaster stuff except for the taskmaster stuff yeah <laughs> maybe it's easier when you're like fully leveled up and have all the gears oh maybe maybe i gave up and i just like ah screw it but i i didn't go back and play the dlc yet either and i i should because i really i enjoyed the game very much too um when you watch the the stuff you missed mm-hmm. did it include the the credit scene they did a very much a marvel thing where in the middle of the credits there was another scene ah uh, i is it the one with um norman osborne no okay maybe i missed that then did you see the one with miles where he shows spider-man he Peter has powers Parker, what's going on yes okay i did yes. see that. okay yeah. all right so you saw it yep okay because that sets up the stage for the next game i so. wonder i think the people who uh um edited the thing that i watched might have cut out the space between because it seemed like in my memory at least that it happened right after oh like, probably no cut scene in between i'm i'm guessing they probably just cut it out because yeah because you you were watching like the actual credits and then it would cut then it cut back to that yeah i don't remember that then yeah i think it just went one after the other so they as long as you saw it that's all that matters yes yes i saw that and and then i was i'm like all pumped for a game that i'm probably not going to be able to play in spider-man miles morales so uh but yeah all i mean even like miles is a great character everybody just felt really good as a character and uh you know you care for them a lot uh i had a lot of fun with the game and it's it's, I can see why a lot of people had it as their top game of what 2018, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah just a really well crafted game and uh, very addictive gameplay. So it makes me somewhat excited for uh, the Marvel Avengers game that's coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, I don't think it's not the same studio. No, no. But I don't know. Like they, I'd have to believe that some people at Marvel have some sort of like overarching um, input about how these games. They should. Develop. Yeah, that's they from should. The pers- perspective. Uh, right. And I mean, they definitely restored faith in superhero games because we had, you know, this huge section where we had like licensed garbage. Yeah. Every fine. movie had a game and it was mediocre at best. And this was like carefully done and it was well and like it was well received because of that i hope the ea one you know what we've seen so far it's shaping up to look pretty good it may not play necessarily as well as spider-man does yeah but if it has a great narrative and is still fun to play as fun as spider-man was to play then i think i think we're good um but yeah i'm with you cool um yeah we should i don't know why it was taken off the service i really don't because at this this point yeah it's going to make you upset when you find out that it was replaced by Street <laughs> Fighter Five and oh gosh, I don't even remember what the other Watch Dogs Two, Watch Dogs Two, which I already have on PC. Yeah, so it's a good game, but it's like that does mean nothing. I'm sitting here thinking maybe Days Gone or you know something like that. And Horizon Zero Dawn was already take taken off, taken off like before. April, so there was no chance of that coming. So I'm just like, okay, cool. So there's really no point. I mean, there's other games on there, but right, but not come on, not necessarily the exclusives that you want to. Not play, a draw yeah. like Spider Man. How do you right. go from Spider Man to that? Ugh. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. And I, I, I got to think they're doing something. And that was some of the debate in Discord today was like, what's Sony doing with their PS now going into next gen? Like, are they really going to try and compete with Game Pass or what are they going to do? But because they I don't I don't want to say they need to. And I definitely don't think they should put their games day one out there because I think the quality of their first party games is way better than Microsoft's first party games. So, like, I don't yeah. want them to lose their money off of these titles. Um, but I feel like they have to do something like even if it's like six months or a year after put it on there, but just leave it there. Don't take it off. Like none of the Halos or Gears of War are coming off Game Pass that stuff stays there it's the third party stuff that changes yeah and they have that library to go Mm -hmm. back into and delve into and it's it just seems like a big it it definitely seems like it's not their priority right now but they probably should retool this somehow because it I mean, it's an amazing service for somebody like me who's, you know, may or may not end up with a PlayStation 5 right. uh, or any, you know, PlayStation 4 or 5 at this point uh, to be able to tap into that and play some of these exclusives and and even be able to kind of cheer for these PlayStation exclusives that are 
making the leap over to PC yeah. and wanting to see more of those. So I wonder if that's yeah. I wonder if that's why because like Horizon's coming to get to Game Pass coming to PC that they didn't want it on PlayStation now because you you'd get it for much cheaper. Yeah. And, could that be it? I don't know. But then you're talking about PC people who want the highest, uh, you know, right. clarity and definition of the game. So they wouldn't so, be doing that anyway. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Either we'll way, see. the experience, I don't think it was lessened after I watched the, uh, the, it was a, um, 4k HDR, um, copy of the cinematic or whatever. Like they, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, PS4 pro, um, showing of of the last uh, the ending cinematic and other than being super clear like obviously the the definition difference was huge i didn't feel like there was much of a difference as right. far as what i could tell in detail from uh streaming the game versus watching a you know youtube clip of it in 4k but mm-hmm. uh so that was pretty surprising, actually. I mean, again, the the clarity was a huge difference, but even so, I could still tell how good the game looked underneath the the blurriness, if you will, of uh, of streaming it in 720p, which sounds horrible, but actually isn't as bad. So, right. I mean, they've got something there. They really just need to kind of, I don't know, get somebody in who can kind of take the reins on that and yeah. sort of figure out what they're trying to do with it. Make so. it an initiative for sure. Was there a certain suit you ended up gravitating towards as you got like, as you were plowing through the game at the end? Um, you know, I, I, ch- I changed suits a couple of times, but I think my favorite that I ended up wearing the most was the, uh, punk. Yep. Punk Spider punk. Yep. Yeah, Spider punk. That's what it was. But I will say, I'm glad that I went through and did all the, ca- the uh, black cat missions yeah. or uh mini game things, because that suit is bad as yep. well. Like, yep. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so there, there were a lot of suits. I was surprised that I was kind of like, Oh, this is pretty sweet actually. Uh, but eventually I kind of went back to sort of the typical, there's one that you unlock uh, that looks fairly similar to, your starting stuff that I kind of ended up liking just cause I felt it felt weirdly off brand to wear like Spider-Man 2099, for instance. Yes. Right. Uh, it just felt kind of goofy all of a sudden. So I was like, ah, I'm going to go back to something a little bit more classic. Cause I don't want to watch these cutscenes, and I'm wearing, you know, this ridiculous spiky blue and red. Uh, cause it, I don't know why it's called the 29, 2099 black suit because it's not black, it's black, dark, dark blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. And then the the white one is actually white. So it's right. even more confusing. But uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go back to sort of the vanilla and uh, and see what what it, how that makes me feel. But I will say the attention to detail is so crazy because, you know, the radio station with J. Jonah James, yep. when I I'm sure you heard it, too. But when you change into the spider punk costume, there's a part of the uh, an episode of that series where mm-hmm. it talks about you being in that costume and yep. like what that means and how much of a punk you are punk you are yeah and i'm just like that's amazing that's awesome i mean did I'm you sure. did you play it all with the the one where he's in his underwear N- uh no i didn't but i think i you see th- no i saw it because of the uh he has to redo the suit or something. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in his underwear for, for one part of it. So I guess I'm not surprised that they made suit as well. I forget what you have to do for that one. But yeah, Jay Jonah does a, does a thing about that. with you being lewd? And, <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but great game. So you make me want to go back and play it now. But nah, well, if you have the DLC, though. I That's mean, true. If I get the DLC, I'll, pro- I'll probably dive back in, man. Because it was so good. So good. good. Um, all right. That's enough from us. That's what we've been playing or that we can tell you that we've been playing. So let's hear from you all. It's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. First one, Takeda gives us two. Two. Number one, if you could redo your life as any musician, who's it going to be, Luke? Yeah, that's a t- that was a tough one. I had to give this one some thought. I'm glad I read this uh, ahead of time because being able to answer that on the spot, it's kind of like, oh, I'd want to be this person. And then you realize they died when they were like 40 or 50. And you're like, hey. never mind. <laughs> uh, so I thought about it for a while. I'm like, well, who do I like? What are my favorite bands? Right. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about it and I came up with David Gilmour, uh, the guitarist of Pink Floyd. I don't know a lot about his personal life, quite honestly. I I don't really know why I would, but he seems like one, he's a very skilled guitarist. uh, And two, like he's still around, which means he's been at least, you know, not abusing his body and and, Mm. uh, 
doing things that he shouldn't be. And three, he's part of like one of the most successful bands of all time. So the dude's got money. Um, he just seems like somebody who's kind of, and he's not the front man. Like, uh, band went through a lot of changes, especially early on. And so like, he's one of the things that kind of stuck around and helped make the Pink Floyd sound. And so, you know, he's kind of one of those members that are important, but you're not the lead singer and have like all that responsibility of bearing the, the, the weight of the fandom, I guess. So David Gilmore, that's who I'd go with. That's, that's good. I never would have thought of that, but yeah, you went there. I did. I was going to say Prince and the exact, and I'm like, Oh, but then we'd know, you know, you'd have all these stories. Right. And it, and I don't think it's like, if you're redoing your life as a musician, I don't think it have, you have to live the same exact life, I guess, or end of your life. I don't know. Yeah, Cause like, it's true. Cause like my initial gut reaction was like, Oh, well, Johnny Cash. But then I'm like, no, he had a horrible life. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, I went to, I have two answers. Okay. And it's because I am a multi-dimensional person. So wait, you exist on two different. I do. Planes of. Yep. Wow. Yep. So the, the rock side of me. Okay. Says Dexter Holland, lead singer of the offspring. Okay. Okay. So. Again, no major problems with like drug, alcohol, anything like that. So he doesn't like taking a toll on his body. He's still alive, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a freaking genius. He's got a PhD in molecular biology. Like wow. So like that that that's what he went to school for, and then he decided to play punk rock music. Um, he's pilot pilot license. He's got his own brand of hot sauce now at this point. But yeah, it's just seems like a cool dude, and I've seen him live, and it it he seems to be genuinely happy with what he's doing, which you don't always see that with the musician, like that they're truly happy doing it. Like they're doing it and they're successful. They might be great at it, but you saw joy in him or you see joy in him. I say he's not dead. And so that's, that's the, the white boy rock side of me. Okay. The street side of me, Lucas, the hood in me, if you will, Mike Shinoda, who's the rapper for Lincoln park. Oh, okay. Now I don't want to go through losing like my BFF is Chester took his life, but just that ride and and doing what he does where he's also a really deep musician doing what he does. Like he's involved in every step of the process. He, he, you know, he helps other musicians get a spotlight, get a chance that he like he was given. And he's just a very talented artist overall and what he does too. So uh, those would be my picks. Man, you're going to be, if you get to go back and do it all again as one of those two people, the two, the early 2000s are going to be amazing for you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, Offspring, Offspring was early in the 2000s. They were like mid-90s when they blew up. But that's yeah, Linkin Park was definitely 99. That's when so, um, okay. their first the, album dropped. Yeah. 90s-ish. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Everything was better in the 90s anyway. <laughs> I mean, that was my prime years too. That was my, that was, I was in my prime then, Lucas. Uh, and now I'm just on prime. Everything <laughs> I do mm. there. <laughs> it's the only prime thing about you now. Pretty much. Pretty much. So his second question from Takeda. Yeah. Does the fact that Microsoft is sticking with AA batteries as the default for their controllers, even in next gen, uh, when everyone else is using USB rechargeable, bother you at all? So I know you don't have an Xbox. You don't seem to be in the market for one anyway, Lucas. But right. does that does that annoy you that they would use double a batteries versus you have one of their uh that's true it came with the the rift and i enjoyed it for a long time uh because i didn't really know it's funny now because i've had all of the major controllers now Mm -hmm. uh, the dual dual shock 4 being the last to to enter the fray and uh i gotta say it does kind of bother me i know we talked about this before I Uh, i do like the freedom of being able to just pop in batteries uh but i imagine if i didn't have kids and wasn't constantly buying batteries for things it would be a, a, a huge annoyance to me it is so much uh less inconvenient to just be like oh my controller needs charging i will be sure to put it on the charger and then it works you know mm-hmm. work the, the next time you go to use it as opposed to being like oh the battery's just suddenly died uh, and the game po- hopefully pauses itself <laughs> yeah right depending on what you're playing and then you got to go find and scramble for new batteries uh it's caused a lot of misery uh, for me in days gone when I've used specifically or, you know, only this controller for the longest time. It does kind of bother me, actually. I mean, it, it, they should at least offer an option, right? 
Yeah, and I mean they they do sell the battery packs that you can yeah. do that with, but that's an extra cost, and it's like you're already paying enough for your controllers as it is that you want to spend you know more on a battery pack, especially if you got like an elite. So yeah. you have an elite, but you're still putting double A bat. Like you're spending hundreds of dollars on a controller that you're putting dollar store double A batteries into. Like doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, and I mean I know they make those batteries that you can recharge, but yeah, that's that's what I did. That so be, because of my elite, I've purchased rechargeable batteries. So the first time. My life i was never into them before mm-hmm. um so now we're using those so i always have them around but it's just so much easier with the playstation like okay i just pl- i have i mean i have four controls for my playstation anyway but like the two that i use primarily i have one charging plugged into the console and i play with the other one so if one's gonna die i just switch them like yeah no problem like just just go and the nintendo one like if you're using the joy cons they just get charged with the dock anyway so it's like you don't need to do anything there it's just it seems I don't want to say it doesn't bother me, but it's, it seems very primitive for a company that's like pushing the edge of technology to be like, yeah, but we're going to use these. Yeah, it's late. It seems lazy. Like they don't want to have to redesign this one facet of the controller. Right. Uh, or just include those rechargeable packs in with it. Like, yeah, I'm still selling it separate. Yeah, it's a it, it, it does bother me. It does. And uh, so the last question comes in from Delvin Cox. If you could have a fist fight with any video game character, <laughs> who would it be? I love this. Mm, that's a tough one because you don't want to pick anybody who, you know, can kick your butt. Right. 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 And I mean, I jumped. So this is the first one that came into my head was Glass Joe. That's the same person that came <laughs> in my head. But then I was like, I don't really want to to like because it's like if you could like if i if i had to then yeah that's the safe one i could probably take him hopefully yeah but the one i sat there and said i want to punch the crap out of this one oh yeah i didn't think was kirby Ooh, because it wouldn't hurt him number one and it wouldn't hurt you (laughs) it wouldn't hurt me and i just don't like kirby so like i could just pound on him and it wouldn't matter at all wow wow um you know in that aspect like from punchability standpoint you know who i'd like to punch is uh any any version of link even kid link i don't even care. Like, say something dude Pow. Don- donnie is gonna come after you <laughs> i say it out of love but he does have a punchable face sometimes like he does kind of somebody's talking to you or him and like the camera's looking at his face and he just kind of has this really derpy look on his face and you're just like Are, is there is there anything there like you look you have these dead soulless eyes sometimes <laughs> like you don't even have a brain i don't know i need to look up some screenshots just to so, prove my point so actually no like i I, I'm picking up on it now, and and if if I was sitting there saying, okay, Link, if that's the one I need to punch, this is going to make Donnie even matter. The one with the derpiest face is the Wind Waker Link, <laughs> like, and that's his favorite. That's the most punchable face out of all of them. Is that you know, Hey Arnold football head that Link has going on in, in Wind Waker? And he always makes those uh, crazy expressions, usually. Yeah. Too, <gasps> yeah, I was gonna say that's the one where people are always yelling and going huh? all the yeah. time. Yep. I mean. I think what we've learned is any link is punchable. It's just on a scale of like, uh, I don't know, kid link to uh, um, Wind Waker link. So that's mm. like the top. Yeah. We're on to something here. Yep. Yep. So new segment of the show, which link would you punch? <laughs> Each week we'll have two links go head to head in combat. Um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I like it. So thank you for the questions, uh, Takeda and Delvin. We appreciate it. As you know, you can always reach out to us on the Discord um, or tweet at us at PSVG, and we will typically solicit said questions if we don't have any to go off as well. So if you want to ask us something as ridiculous as Delvin and Takeda did this week, please let us know. But it's been a week, Lucas, so it's time for the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard. And this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. Now you have extra stories, so I'm going to let you go first. Extra, extra stories. Uh, yeah, let's start with something. Uh, that's a pretty, uh, pretty serious thing here. Uh, it's kind of one of those things that you, if you don't, at least when I didn't think about it, or I haven't thought about it, and then when I read it. It's like, oh, that makes complete sense. Why hasn't this been changed yet? You know, but for me personally, it didn't affect me. So 
uh, I w- it just never came into my my thought process. And that's that uh, World of Warcraft is dropping the fee to change your character's gender. Um, now, I remember when this was a thing that they included in the game and that they were going to make it so you could, uh, along with like name changes and some other stuff. Sure. I remember being kind of like, why, why does it cost to even change your name? I understand they don't want people doing it constantly, but yeah. Uh, along with gender, it just seems kind of, uh, well, let's get into it here. World yep. of Warcraft will be dropping the 15, $15 charge. Ridiculous. That's a month's worth of playing the game to change your character's gender in the upcoming Shadowlands expansion. Despite being able to change pretty much every other aspect of your physical appearance at the barbershop for a small amount of in-game currency, which I am mm-hmm. fine with. Yep relative to your character's level the only way to change your character's gender is to pay fifteen dollars through battlenet if you change your mind later on you have to pay the full price once again that's set to change in shadowlands though as executive producer john height told a Eurogamer that requiring players to pay to change their gender was quote not the right message blizzard wanted to put out especially when you can change everything from your skin color to facial features in game already instead gender will become another feature you can adjust in the barbershop doesn't it seem like this should have happened a long time ago (laughs) i mean yes but i'm more concerned with the last thing you just said um if i'm having a gender change i don't want that being done at a barber shop. <laughs> I, well, mean, I mean, one seemingly hurts more than the other, just based off the tools that are being provided, but either sure. way, it's not right. good. Right. It's gonna um, yeah. But no, I, I'm with you. It seems like a weird thing that they'd even charge for it. And then to be $15 is insane. Um, I almost get not being able to change your name without paying for it, but the gender, like what difference does that make? Because I believe like all the items can be used by both sexes, right? The yeah. armor may have different appearance if you're a male or female, but there's not like I picked up. It's not like if you're a male player, you can't pick up a female armor. It's just like the armor customizes whatever gender you are. Yeah. So like nothing about what you have obtained in game would change because of your gender swap. Like, right. it's not like all of a sudden you could, you could trick it to get better armor or better weapons. Like that's, it really doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely a step in the right direction, but I'm just like, geez, why was that even a thing? Like who cares? And that's what I want to know is like, they don't say it in this, but it's, I want to know what the thought process was behind making it cost money. Like, is there yeah. a reason or was somebody just like, well, we don't want people going through and changing their character all the Well, not their gender, at least they can change their hair and eyes and everything else about them. Skin color and everything, but you can't be a male to female or female to male. Yeah. Again, why does it matter? I, I don't understand. Uh, it seems like it should have came a long time ago. And I, it's good that it's finally coming now. Uh, an open beta is set to start next week. The beta is said to be, feature complete and will let you level all the way up to the cap. Although height suggests that the ability to change gender will come slightly later on. Mm -hmm. It won't be a part of the open beta yet. Yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. There's some things going on with blizzard. They seem to be a little bit behind the ball in some of these, uh, social, uh, aspects of gaming. Mm. I don't know. Very weird, but good news. That's good news. And yeah, good news. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to the, in the right direction. Exactly. Um, Another bit of unique news here. So Sony today, it was discovered that they have purchased a minority stake in Epic Games. That's right. Makers of Unreal Engine and Fortnite, according to a joint announcement by both companies. So they not only did it, they also came out and did a press conference about it along with Epic. Um, Now, 250 million certainly is a lot of money, but to Epic's overall value, it's not because the most uh, recent Bloomberg estimate is that Epic is worth over $16 billion. Wow. Okay. But. But it's a lot for one major console manufacturer to be putting into a studio that they don't own. You know, like they're not tied to them. Um, And they say it's a strategic investment um, and they just want to further their collaboration with Epic to delight and bring value to consumers and the industry at large, not only in games, but also across the rapidly evolving digital entertainment landscape, said in a press conference. So... What stake does PlayStation have in Epic? It's like a 1% at this point. No, but I mean like what I don't really know Sony is using the um their engine like their graphics engine that much or anything like what Right, I, I don't know what they have. Things. Like yeah, what the benefit is here. Exactly. Unless, I mean, so the one of the other rumors going around lately was that Sony was actually pulling some punches 
after that press conference waiting for Microsoft to show something to then come back again and still have stuff to make people go, oh my God. Now, um, is, is this something that Epic is doing for Sony? Is it Fortnite is hitting next gen on PlayStation first? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of throwing ideas out there. Like, is there something coming? And this is maybe tied to that. Right. Um, we know Epic makes a lot of money. They're microtransactions, but they do a lot of cross promotion. Um, they've done Marvel stuff numerous times. Now you remember like infinity war, they had the Thanos event where he was play- playable in game. Yeah. Um, and now like captain America showed up a couple weeks ago, you know, DC's done a few things with Aquaman available now and Deadpool was there in the past. Uh, they, they show Chris Nolan films. They've had concerts. So it seems like their Epic is really trying to cross promote things. So maybe there's something more to this. Well, and they also talk about, I forgot about the Unreal Engine 5 tech demo that was yep. on PlayStation, which had some controversy. That was the one that people were like, oh, this can too run on a computer or whatever, because it was sad that it couldn't run as well uh, because of the PlayStation 5 storage uh, abilities or whatever. So there's also that. I wonder if they're just kind of like aiming to some kind of engine, man, I don't want to say engine exclusivity deal because that would really be... That'd be problematic. Yeah, limiting for Epic. But you got to wonder, is it kind of one of those things where they want to make sure that uh, the engine works better? on playstation for instance or easier to work with you know like uh uh, nvidia does with video games sometimes where they introduce their their technology like hair works and and uh, physics and stuff like that and it's like it works better uh because they poured some resources into it yeah it could be like and maybe they're going to do an optimization outfitted for sony's hardware for them somehow and that and that's less problematic i would say if they're helping yeah. actually with like the ui i don't i don't know but there's got to be something in the works here because sony doesn't need to invest in epic epic didn't need sony to invest in although epic did say it wanted to raise additional funding by selling off a lot of their stock mm. um to have different people be you know owners of it and kind of make a board or whatnot so it'd be weird if this offer comes up and like microsoft doesn't do the same like yeah because then you potentially have somebody while it's a minority stake but it's still your your competitor has a stake in a company that you're going to have products on your platform for like there's no there's no chance fortnite is not on next gen period so like there's yeah. there's got to be you know the, there's got interest for all parties including nintendo really for what happens with Epic Games right now? And PC is a is a big spot for Epic because we're looking at them standing up, not toe to toe yet, but they're making some steam against Steam. <laughs> um, you know, with, with what they're doing, their business practices, the free games is getting people to go over there and at least do that. And their sales are are different. They're not they don't always have the same things. And who knows? Maybe this leads to Sony first party games going on PC and being on Epic. Um, that could be too. Because yeah. if you look at it this way, Sony's making some money back on it if you purchase it through Epic on top of the actual sales. Like it'd be double fold. You know? Either way, I mean, like the like it said originally, 250 million, I guess, was like 250 bucks as far as. Yeah, for these guys. Yeah. We're talking. Well, like, th- thanks for the expensive dinner there, Sony. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like one of their weekend parties, I'm sure. But uh, they spend that much on cocaine in a day. Oh, dang. Well, we call it creative fuel. Around. Sorry. Sorry. They make Fortnite. It's slurp juice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. If you slurp with your nose, then yes. Hey, oh, all right. Uh, what else you got? Yeah. Speaking of PlayStation. So the reveal of the game box, right? Yeah. So we, we have the Spider-Man miles Morales, um, game box reveal. And, uh, I'm looking at this and I'm, uh, you know, not too surprising, right? Really? They didn't do much work. Somebody just kind of went into, somebody took the, the template file that they have for every, playstation game Mm -hmm. and they turned the playstation 4 blue they changed the font to be black they didn't forget to make the four or five see that's when when you're constantly having to do these you know sometimes you forget the episode numbers or in this case the console number you're gonna want to remember that so i mean it's a fairly minimalistic clean look but it not out of the ordinary whatsoever unlike the console right yeah i'm looking at this i'm like yeah this is fine whatever not really a huge deal apparently they're putting playstation studios logos on their um uh, their first party games that makes sense as well yeah and then when i was looking around i saw this uh concept art from somebody just an artist of these uh almost square boxes really it reminds me of the cardboard sleeves that you would get sometimes with um uh band uh small like demo 
tape or demo yeah. disc and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it has this, I don't know, like I, what do you, what do you feel? How do you feel about it? If you're looking at it right now? Yeah, I'm looking at it. So like there, it's almost like a CD case. Like, like when you, when you would used to buy CDs, kids, Yeah. um, this, this, this square one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mind the, 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 the minimal changes they did with the old boxes, the new boxes. Cause I guess if we're looking at backwards compatibility, these boxes are going to be the same size, same shape, same everything. It's just, yeah. People are really like putting it on their shelf because exactly. And, and I mean, when you look at the black, white and blue, those are all the colors actually on the, the physical console itself. So yeah. it actually brings back to your, you know, mind as design wise of thinking like, Oh, this clearly goes back to this. Unlike, you know, Microsoft, my Xbox is all white, but yet all my Xbox cases are lime green. <laughs> yes. Doesn't match my console. And if you have the pro it was black, so it doesn't match your console, but whatever it's, it's just minimal um, changes really here. But I do kind of like those other ones though. It would have been nice to see them change it up a little bit because honestly, we've been seeing the, the case like the Nintendo switch cases were about <laughs> biggest change that we've seen on the landscape and those are ridiculous i mean at least here the packaging is about the size of the disc because that's yeah. all we get these days anyways but uh nintendo switch being the biggest offender of something like that they could have been like the size of game boy cases but it would have been nice if they maybe went out uh you know this is a minor gripe but you know went out of the way to make it look slightly uh as flamboyant as they did with their console but it that's, does that's a great point because that's what i was gonna say next too was like well, they took such a drastic stance on what this looks like, the console, that they didn't do anything with the cases to make it look any different, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not shooting them down for it, but it would no. even the uh, there. So on these concepts, they have like this curved instead of squ- straight square uh, kind of overlay. Um, and I don't know, it just kind of seems to almost fit the theme of the console just a little bit more it has that the curves of the console and i don't know sometimes when you look at designs like that you think bring some of that into the rest of what um kind of represents your console and your brand so plus if they had done it with this other design you sent me those here they might have been able to save some money and not charge you 70 dollars for the games maybe it could have stayed at 60 uh, if they saved on packaging yes you're right no no that's unlike any company <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're saving money let's not charge it let's give it back to the consumer that doesn't happen does it back to the people nah gotta make more money hard times are coming it's true it's true speaking of hard times sure tv there's not much going on now because like shows can't film movies are out of production but it's true have no fear lucas your summer entertainment is completely lined up for you now what could it be? Well, you, I mean, the easiest show to film right now because of low production value and everything else is reality TV. We all love a good reality show, right? Yeah, no. Right? So why did, why not make a competition-based reality show themed around The Sim? Seems like a pretty loose theme, if you ask me. I, I, what do you mean? What's more based in reality than The Sims? It's You're literally just living your life, pittering around your house, having a dead-end job, putting in cheat codes so you don't need money. Trying to cook in the the everything bursts into flames and then right. aliens drown people in your pool. Yep. Remove the ladder so they can't get out, create yeah. a one by one by one square room and put somebody in it and see how long it takes for them to go crazy. You know what? You might be selling me on this actually. Yeah. yeah. So the Sims sparked is set to premiere in July 17 tasks. It's contestants with building the most unique characters, worlds and stories in the Sims four, according to a press release. Other than that, details are sparse, but there is a trailer. And apparently it's going to get pretty emotional, Lucas. The judges panel on The Sims Sparked will consist of YouTube creator Kelsey Impichi, Sims voice actor Taylor Parks, and Dave Sim Guru Ninja Miyotake, a longtime producer at Sims developer Maxis. The cast contestants include various online personalities, all of which have a contest uh, connection to the series. So they're making a show about making the show and when they make the show the all of the the entire script is just going to be but the weird thing is is that this is basically them just trying really hard to do like lego masters (laughs) put it in a video game thing like because all you're doing like 
these people are just playing the Sims, but they're making their own narrative to the story. Like, so they're 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 just playing Sims Four, Lucas, but they're, uh, they're coming does, up with the story. One does not simply just play. Fair enough, man. I can't wait until this. You know what? I might watch it out of just out of morbid curiosity. I actually don't see what it's going to be on the internet. They can watch. Yeah, I was saying, it's got to be watched. Nope, on TBS. Well, that <clears throat> surprised me, I guess. What I mean, I guess, yeah. But yeah, watch The Sims Sparked on TBS and multiplayer on BuzzFeed. So I guess maybe online too, I guess, technically. It's got to be online because nobody will see it otherwise. Right. It's just, this just seems bizarre to me. Like Lego Masters, like I watched that. That was actually really cool because people were taking something and creating stuff from scratch. This is, you're just playing The Sims and then narrating it. Like this is what a crazy person does at home when they've lost all grip on reality where they're just living their life. Like, hey, my name's Johnny Sims and I'm going to go to the market and I'm buying me some coffee. Then I'm going to the gym. Oh no, my puppy died. Like that's what the show is. I'm going to make a house that only has 800 cats in it. Yes. And then somehow YouTubers are voting on these people to probably win something. No. The, the Sims house of your dreams. But you got to build it yourself. <laughs> Shows up in a trailer and you just got to, you know, you know how to put it together a house, right? Yeah. Do it all the time on Sims. If I know anything, if I know just anything. Just click and drag people who make houses on the sims it's that they are never happy and they want to change everything constantly and it's yeah. never done sims yeah. house is never done I, I think we have an underrated joke you had uh, earlier too with the, the the sims talking because also one of the the judges is a sims voice actor how is there somebody whose job is to be a sims voice actor they just say gibberish i mean there's a lot of gibberish to say there it's, is it could be anybody use use the people who make the game like who cares it's like uh, the script for Guardians of the Galaxy when Groot just says, I am Groot. But in the script, it actually. So there's words there. You, just because you can't understand doesn't mean there's no emotion. I guess so. It's it's over our head, Lucas. This is life imitating art, imitating art, imitating life. And it's just over our head. What if we're all just a simulation? Oh, God. We better move on quick. I'm freaking out, man. Uh-oh. Kevin. No, he's. <laughs> he is error. What happened? I blew a screen. So what else? What else you got? Uh, so this was actually kind of an I didn't know how to feel about it when I read it. And then I kind of did when I read the headline. And then I read the story and I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of a positive. I, I, I like this story. So Double Fine restored cut Psychonauts 2 content after joining Xbox Game Studios. Uh, so Double Fine had to cut some content from Psychonauts 2 to maintain its development schedule. But after being acquired by Microsoft and joining its stable of Xbox Game Studios in 2019, it was able to restore it. Quote, with Psychonauts 2, we could see the end of our budget coming up. And so we had to cut a, a lot of stuff, Tim Schafer told Games Industry. We had to cut our boss fights. Now we're able to put those back in and we're like we think people would have noticed if we didn't have those boss fights being able to complete the game in the way that it was meant to be was very important um they also uh schaefer also noted that microsoft has opened up the studio's future plans and removed financial pressure from other parts of the studio and uh he looks forward to this era where he's able to do everything for what's right for the game basically and I, I read that and i was you know we make fun of like ea or any of these other bigger companies who like swallow up mm -hmm. companies and studios and or whatever but it is kind of cool to be able to see it's not just because I, I do like psychonauts but right. like to, i didn't know that they were having to cut content of that caliber like boss fights that's pretty big that's a big right. and that kind of game especially like yeah i remember the the boss fights from the first game so like knowing that it sounds like it would have been a, a much lesser game had they not stepped in and said, Hey, we see what you're doing here and we like it. Let's, let's give you some financial backing and you'll make games for us. But uh, I think that's a win in, in my book. Yeah. I mean, th there was a, another story similar to this that I read earlier today too, that I think was probably stemmed off this a bit too, where all the studios that Microsoft has acquired is basically said they're still allowed to run things the way they wanted to. Mm -hmm. But now they just have, and I don't know who said the exact quote, but now they don't have the pressure of worrying about going out of business. Because for a smaller studio, like that is a big concern. Like you have to market your game. You have to hit so many sales in order to be profitable to start your next project and so on and so forth. Like I said, you have timelines to hit. You can't delay the game too long because you're just spending more money. But Microsoft just seems to be like, hey, here's our checkbook. You're going to make us this game. And when it's ready, it's ready and we'll put it out. And, you know, you do what you got to do, which is, I, I mean, that's the ideal situation most people would want. I think yeah. as, as a game designer, you want that in, in an investor where Microsoft is really kind of being hands off other than we're going to help you pay for your stuff. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's really good. It's a good guy Microsoft story going on. I think. Wow, I didn't wow. think you'd hear that. Good guy Microsoft. I guess they're not bad necessarily. It's just it's always it's it's hard to imagine a, a larger company, you know, buying up one of these smaller things and then they're just allowed to do what they were doing. You know, yeah, doesn't seem like that would be their the case here, but uh, hopefully it is, and uh, I'm glad that it might be saving a game that I've been looking forward to, anyways. So yeah. Um. I don't have any Dr. Disrespect news. It's still been... Nobody does. <laughs> it's still been super quiet, although he did pop up in other people's streams the other day. Yeah, um, I saw that. I read that. Yeah, so like he popped up. Like He's friends with Tim the Tap Man, who's another prominent streamer, and he plays a lot with Dr. Disrespect. And as he was streaming his stream, you would you saw on his his display, you know, Dr. Disrespect is online. Like his, his ID came up and even addressed that to the crowd. He goes, did you guys just see that in the top right hand corner? Like it said that and that's all he said about it. Yeah. But doc actually showed up in another streamer. I forget who it was. And he donated a $50. He did a $50 donation support of that streamer. Like it's somebody big too, but then also made the comment that Twitch needed somebody to be a scapegoat and offered no other information. What? So take that with a grain of salt. We don't really know what that means or, or whatever's going on, but that's, that's all the doc news we have. It's really, just it's, it's the mix their, their streaming platform that they were going to make. Well, see, so this ties into my next story, but the good news is, is that because doc signed online, he clearly isn't arrested or in jail or anything like that. Cause that was some of the speculation too. Like, yeah, if it was something really bad, he wouldn't be allowed online or to be using computers or whatever else. So it's true. Um, that's clearly not the case. So he's just laying low for the time being. But somebody did reemerge from the shadows, and that's Ninja popped up three weeks after a mixer announced it was shutting it down uh, since the last time Ninja streamed on anything. And he chose to pop up on YouTube, his first stream since they announced it was shutting down Mixer. Um, lots of people now has fueled speculation on which platform Ninja will make his permanent home going forward. Um, he has not said he's committed to YouTube or anything like that. Um, but over 100,000 people tuned in for the start of his first ever YouTube live stream and his first live stream in nearly three weeks since becoming a free agent last month. Didn't announce anything uh, or discuss future streaming plans. Instead, he just simply played Fortnite with uh, streamers Tim the Tapman, Courage, and Dr. Lupo. Um, so, yeah, he left Twitch last year, stream exclusively on Mixer for a 20 to $30 million deal that he walked away with the full paycheck and has been free agent since then. So there's been some speculation about that platform that, maybe he's investing in along with doc disrespect. And I think shroud was the only one we heard was the prominent ones that yeah. might be involved. I don't know if that was the case. He'd be on YouTube right now. I mean, like there's nothing stopping him, but if he wanted to make a bigger deal about his return on his platform, wouldn't you just lay low? So when you come back, it's an even more epic of it. I don't know. Maybe, but see now if it's mired in some kind of legal battle, maybe it's not going. That's true. Can't go like months without doing something and saying, Hey, I'm still here. They'll move on to the next. It won't be Ninja anymore. It'll be Samurai. Okay. Or pirate or robot. Yeah. Yeah. It's true that they're, yeah. It's supposedly um, his, his long dormant Twitch page also was updated to add information about Valorant, which is that shooter from riot. He's, oh. He was streaming on mixer that kind of everybody's been streaming on that too. Um, so his Twitch page has been reignited if you will. Um, and uh, Rod slasher Breslau, um, who's he's like an esports insider. He broke a lot of the doc disrespect story as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, says that uh, Ninja is still working to negotiate a new exclusivity deal with one of the big streaming platforms if that's the case then once again i don't think he's involved with another platform if he's doing that but i honestly i don't know why he needs to sign an exclusivity deal with anybody because i mean he is the biggest one like him or not he is the biggest one period if he can make money doing like a restream and be streaming on all the stuff you know getting youtube ad revenue getting tips and subs through twitch and whatever else comes along like if there's a way to make money off the youtube game like why not just do them all like what's unless somebody comes up with that big fat check like microsoft did saying here's 30 million dollars i don't think he's got any pressure to be exclusive or do anything it would be nice though to know like okay here's your money like you don't have to rely i'm sure deep down inside he you always have to worry right like what if it all goes away the internet is very fickle there is some sense of security to sign something and be like all right for the next five years we're gonna pay you this much you just have to stream on our platform like you know i mean like there's no worry there you you've basically signed your own paycheck at that point that's the only thing i can think of that's the only reason i don't know what his personal life is like but knowing that i had this amount of money coming in would be a good feeling i guess i don't know yeah i do think it doesn't lead any credence to my theory that (laughs) they have a streaming platform though 
Uh, you're, uh, there, it is too much going on here to, I would think he'd be more guarded about what he was aligning himself with. If he was going to also be like, Hey, it's a streaming gaming platform for gamers by gamers or whatever. So, right. Right. Yeah. We'll see. But Ninja is back where he's going to end up or be permanent. Time will tell. But we'll have the news here first. It won't be first. It won't be first. I mean, we're reporting this. This broke. This (laughs) happened yesterday. Happened yesterday from when we're recording it. It'll release almost a week after this actually happened. So, yeah. Yeah. But where will you get the these hot takes, though? That's true. We're not timely, but we're humorous and we sometimes cover stories. Nobody else will. And PSVG. Nobody else talks about streamers. So let's just put that out there. It's just us. True. You know what else uh, the rest of PSVG doesn't talk about? Fallout 76. That's tr- that's true. <laughs> that is true. On that one. But I'm going to say PC game. Uh, yes, PC games and specifically also PC hardware. Ooh. Now, I'm going to ask you, this is more of an opinion piece, folks. I do have I do have articles to back up my information. But I ask you, I ask you, two headlines. You tell me who's the winner in this. Okay. Number one, Death Stranding bundled free with NVIDIA RTX GPUs starting today. Okay. Number two, AMD is bundling Assassin's Creed Valhalla with select Ryzen CPUs. You mean NVIDIA? What? Oh, no. Death Stranding is AMD. Okay, never mind. I read it reverse. Sorry, my bad. Um, no, you, you said it correctly. I heard it incorrectly. <laughs> my ears stopped working. So that's, so that's tough. Um, Death Stranding you get right now. Assassin's Creed you're not going to get right now. Um, I mean... Having played Death Stranding, I am more excited at the prospect of what Assassin's Creed Valhalla is. Ooh, My only yeah. issue is is Assassin. The reason I'm not getting Assassin's Creed game at launch, although Donnie said he might just because he wants something shiny to play in his new console, is these games drop in price so fast. Assassin's Creed, they're they're like thirty bucks in two or three months. That is a good point. Death Stranding probably won't be less than forty dollars for yeah six months. I think it showed up on PC on sale, and it was like. $44 instead of 60. Yeah, which is kind of common for like those newer your type big ones. Yeah. Then it comes out and it's 60 for like at least three months. I, I just feel like AMD's got the edge here. The only thing though is not a lot of people buying CPUs when it comes to um Ooh, that's true. Because that's usually a whole like you go with the CPU that your motherboard can handle. Whereas here you've got lots of people who are looking for that ray tracing action. All you got to do is buy a GPU. So I don't know, man, at least does, does death stranding have ray tracing? Because if it doesn't, it seems like a weird choice to go with. I feel like it would. I mean, the game is absolutely beautiful in its design, whether the gameplay aside and and what the game is aside, visually, it's absolutely stunning. So I I can imagine on PC, it only looks even more incredible where I'm sure Assassin's Creed also looks great on PC, but if you take those two games and have the console experience, Death Stranding looks way better than any Assassin's Creed game ever did. Yeah. Um, so I feel like in the PC realm, there's still got to be some sort of tier where Death Stranding looks much better than Assassin's Creed, even though they can both look great. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's funny to me because it seems to me like Assassin's Creed is the type of game that seems like the safe bet, right? The oh, yeah. That would be safe would be like Far Cry. Yeah. Um, Death Stranding seems almost like a niche game to, to oh it totally is oh. it totally is like I said I, I think even they keep saying I'm going to see how many copies it sold they kept, uh, Kojima said it was a success on PS5 but I don't think the numbers lined up as success as some of the other ones Um, mm-hmm. so I don't feel it's going to appeal to a mass market of people anyway period yeah so Death Stranding on PC you can pre-order it right now and get 22% off and that's forty six seventy nine. Um, let's see so Kojima insists that it was a sales success. This is in May. This is after a rumor came out that Sony was disappointed in sales of it. Okay. Um, let's see. According to Famitsu box sales, Death Stranding has sold 262,000 copies in Japan. Uh, in the U.S., Death Stranding was the seventh best-selling game of November 2019. Okay. And that's when it came out. Oh. So it wasn't even the biggest game the month it came out. Yeah. So I don't like numbers wise long burn. Maybe it did sell enough to be like, okay, it was worth doing, but it doesn't seem like it was, it's not a blockbuster like some of the other games they've done. It's not a metal gear solid or something like that. Hmm. Totally. I, I'm, I'm I'm personally, I'm giving the win to AMD. Uh, yeah. I think it just seems like a strange control would have been a better. And that's not even new. I guess they can't do it, but something like that where it has ray tracing, but isn't so 
I mean, I've heard this is a walking simulator almost. I haven't played the game Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Um, kind of. There's a little bit more to it than that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of walking through these big sprawling landscapes. If, if I know PC people, man, they don't want to walk. That's. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's a ridiculous blanket statement if I've ever heard. From. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so UK with Death Stranding also said that they saw a similar sales number to the order the order 1866 and bloodborne so oh, also niche right. game like bloodborne didn't sell like bloodborne was well received but also it didn't seem like it was a massive success uh and the order 1866 that's the game that i think i feel like people liked it and i liked it it was just really short for a game that launched at like 60 dollars like 1886 minutes long <laughs> it wasn't even close to that but yes seconds long yes Those seconds have been funnier 30 seconds of yeah. summer Math joke. 30 seconds to Mars. 1866 seconds to the order. 125,600 minutes. <laughs> now you're just getting uh, all musical on me. That's that's the Hamilton effect on everybody. Yes, I know, right? I told you to save it for our alone time, so. I'm not going to miss my shot. <laughs> that's true. <sighs> da 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 uh, they know what we're talking about is the words I'm trying to say. I feel like they have to at this point. Who who hasn't seen Hamilton now at this point? I was able to be completely uh, unknown of any of it. Me too. I saw it. Yeah, I knew I knew the premise of it. That's really all I knew. I knew it was hip hop inspired, but I didn't know any of the songs. I didn't listen to any of them ahead of time. Like I went in completely. That's how you got to do things, man. Yeah. If you want to enjoy something, just don't spoil it for yourself. Just wait. Save yourself. Lose yourself in the moment. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> that too. All right, let's get out of here, Lucas. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, I do another show called Flux Deposed. Uh, that's a little podcast I like to, to do sometimes. Uh, I'm also on the Discord mostly. If you at me on Twitter, I will respond. I promise. I just, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of threads going on in Twitter sometimes. And it's very easy to get lost in the sea of response and ads and, and everything, but I will, I will find you in the darkness. So you heard that everybody, that is your blank check to go out and at Lucas on Twitter as much as possible. Yeah. And, I, and I need people to let me know if he in fact does not respond to you. Ooh, now I'm being held to my word. That's a slip. It is. It is. I gotta stop talking. That's the real problem. <laughs> well, folks, you can find me at PSVG Kevin on literally everything. Uh, I encourage you to head over to the website, PSVG.blog, to find links to all of those cool things, including that Discord Lucas discussed uh, over there. You can come chat with all of us there and check out some of the other shows available on the network if you are so inclined. But also on there is a link to our Patreon page patreon.com slash psvg and we have to take time to thank our patreon producers especially edwin callow barry cathcart josh the bonesaw barboni dev tyus chris McElfresh, kyle Heyman, paul calico mike masick zach bradshaw and nick fahaba thank you all for supporting the show and if you want to be one of those awesome people that help support the show once again head on over to patreon.com slash psvg so thank you everybody for tuning in Thank you for hopefully telling a friend. But most importantly, as always, we ask that you never stop Hamiltoning. That's going to be a word. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content. <laughs>